All right, here we are. Lawyer talk off the record on the air. I like butt on the air. Lawyer talk. Let me try again. Lawyer talk off the record, but on the air. But on the air. I like that. Yeah. And, you, you know, you, you sort of got to give it the – you got to change the inflection the second way. Yeah. So off the record. See, it's up. Yep. I left it dangle. Off the record, but on the air. But on the air. All right. He's got that radio voice. You got to bring it home. Mm-hmm. Um all right. Well, here we have. I mean, we have another one of our uh, associates here, Yavich and Palmer, and and just to back up, maybe we're doing this podcast. It's Jeff Lynn, Steve Palmer, and we are going to introduce the trilogy: Bill Fornia, William. What's your middle initial? J. William J. Fornia, the third amigo, started with us. I mean, I, I've known you for probably almost ten years, right? Probably, I think about fourteen, fifteen now. 1415. All right. So my math's a little bad, but you started working formally, what, about a year ago here at Yavich and Palmer? Yep. And, and, and again, we do criminal defense work here. Uh, Bill joined us. Uh, and what we're going to do, he's going to be on this podcast, this off the record, on the air. No, off the record, but, <laughs> but on the air. On the air. I like the but. Uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to introduce Bill. We've done, everybody's got to hear about uh, Jeff Lynn. Uh, they've got to hear about me, Steve Palmer, and now I think it's Bill. It's your turn. Uh, so you get the Jay Leno experience. Great. I'm Jay, and you're going to be the guest. So act like you're sitting in a you're chair. Jay's chin. And I, I really like Johnny Carson better. I think I was more of a Carson guy, but you know we'll use Leno because I think that's more contemporary. And even he's retired. So what do I know? Um, Bill. So it's William J. For you. you go by you go by Bill. Yeah, whatever's fine. Uh, you are not. Uh, Jeff's not a Central Ohio guy. I am a Central Ohio guy. You are, you are not. No, Northeast, Youngstown, Ohio. It's like you don't just say Youngstown. You come out first with Northeast. Like somehow, are you ashamed of Youngstown? Ohio? No, I love Youngstown. It's I like think, being from the South Side of Chicago. Right. I think everyone should just call me Youngstown from now on as a nickname. Call you YT. Yeah. Or Y Town. Like All right. So Youngstown, tell me about. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're. What how old are you? Forty six. 46. I'm 47. I got a year on you. you one year. Um, I thought you'd lie about that. I was thinking about it, but <laughs> you can't lie. This is, this is I'm a pretty honest record. guy. Yeah. Uh, 46 years old, and you went to high school up in Youngstown? Yeah, I went to Austin Fitch High School, graduated in 1989. Uh, what was the mascot? What's the high school mascot? Falcon. Ostfitch? Uh, Fitch. Austin. Oh, Fitch. Austintown, though. Austintown Fitch. Austintown Austin Fitch, Fitch High School. And the mascot, again, I missed that. He's a falcon. That's a better falcon. than both of ours. Well, I'm an eagle. I know. Yeah, I'm either a fighting bee or a little giant. We got, we, got two, we got two real world things and then a little giant. Yeah, we had some giant. good football teams, too, in the 80s. Did you play sports? Did you play a football player? No, I played baseball for a while. but Were you? Did you a pitcher? Uh, pitcher, a little bit. Second baseman, caught a little bit, too. All right. Just for like four years. Now, I get we're sort of asking everybody when you were when you're growing up experience, did you think I'm going to be a criminal defense lawyer? That's going to be my calling in the world. I think so. Really? really? It was it was surprising because I think I'm not sure what year it was. Maybe I was like 12 or 13. But I remember and no one's probably going to remember this movie. But I remember going to the movies with my mom. And we saw a movie called Jagged Edge. I know the Jagged, Jagged Edge. And I can't Glenn remember. Close. Yeah, Glenn Close was in there. And Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. And I can't remember the whole movie. But what I remember that is from coming from that movie, I thought about being a defense attorney. And I also remembered that I was too young to watch a movie like that with my mom because there were some sex scenes in it. 
And I was like 12 years old. So it's kind of uncomfortable. I got you. So I have two experiences from that movie. <laughs> now, now, the Jagged Edge. I got this line in my head. I haven't I've, seen that. I've seen I've watch Edge. it. Glenn Close, Jeff Bridges. And there's the guy that's in – he was actually in uh, Officer and Gentleman. I'm going to pull it up. But uh, he had a line at the end. He was the private investigator that worked with a lawyer all the time. And at the end, I think it was Glenn Close who kills the who kills Jeff Bridges uh, while he's coming up we the stairs. Spoiler alert. I mean, come on, well, no this movie is like 30 years old. <laughs> I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> but it's, uh, she kills him, and this guy's got the classic line at the end. He's, he, he just says, fuck him. He's trash. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that line. I remember that line. And I'll bet you if I called my good high school buddy who watched that with me, he would remember that too. And I'll, I'll think of his um, – we'll think of his name. I'll look it up later maybe. Anyway, we, we've That's got – That's a second late. lawyer we've had on here though that – has had a connection between cinema and being a lawyer. So I'm the same way. You're referring to yourself in the third part, whatever. You're the second lawyer. I'm the, I'm the second lawyer. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have any movies that said criminal defense. I, I'm here by necessity and luck. Uh, all right. So you saw the movie and you're thinking, man, that might be my calling. In the back of my mind, but yeah. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Like um, everyone that's 12, 13. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Youngstown State University. Why State University? Now, Youngstown, is that Trestle? Yep. Jim Tressel. I think we had champions, five championship games. I think he won three of them and in while the you 90s. Were, there, were you there when Jim Tressel was coaching? Yes, part of it. Yep. Wow. My wife loves him. So he was good. He was so when he came out of Ohio State, I was really happy. Said he was awesome. They loved him up in Youngstown. I he could probably so. run for mayor up there. They I loved mean, him. It, you know, look, his demise there at the end was sort of unfortunate, but man, it just seemed like a top-notch guy. Yep. Uh, and what year did you graduate high school? Or forgive me. College. I went and graduated 89 from high school and I didn't go to college. I took some time off, went to college in 97 and graduated in 2000. So it's kind of a little 97. older of a student. Now here's what, uh, we'll get back to you in a second. Hold on. Here, here's what Jeff and I know about Bill. He can cook with the best of them. I mean, almost like professional chef stuff cooking. Yeah. I mean, I can cook. I can, I can take stuff out of a box. I love cooking, but. He's introduced me to a new world. I mean, it's it's amazing. You bring in these peppers. Dude, they're yes. all the rage at the courthouse. Everybody wants them. Are you willing to share the pepper recipe? No. All right. Well, here's what it is. But he, I'm willing to share the peppers. He'll share the peppers, but not the recipe. He'll, he's he'll Italian, give you man. the fish, but he won't teach you how to fish. <laughs> That's right. And you're he's Italian, taking that right? to his yes. taking that to his grave. Maybe his daughter will know. You did you you don't have any formal training in cooking, right? Mm, no, not formal. I worked in a restaurant when I was young, and then obviously my family loves cooking, and so I just pick up stuff here. Is and this? There. I mean, so you, I sort of envision this Italian upbringing, and it just seems like everybody I know who's Italian can cook. I mean, they, they just. They, I remember I had neighbors growing up, and they get on Bill's Facebook. There's always good food there. It's always about food. Yeah, get on so you have people page. over. It's always food. When we eat dinner, we talk about what we're going to eat tomorrow night for dinner. Yeah. It's always thinking food. Well, you're, not, you're not a real portly guy. No. You don't struggle with – I mean, look, if I eat the kind of food I see you put away, I wouldn't fit into these britches. Yeah. Well, the stress from this job helps me out. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Said, no, that, that probably is as true as it gets. <laughs> we don't want to out him too much, but he could probably be a competitive eater as well. He probably could be. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to that maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, you, you were with him recently. Up, uh, you went when he went to tell the driver. I was with – so – all right. So Bill was new to our firm. He's been here for about a year. And we clicked immediately. Um, our personalities are very similar. So uh, we got along like we've been friends for years. And we had a case up in – it's not really a case, but we had to meet an expert up in the Toledo area. 
and we we did our thing up there and met with the expert and then we finished and we hadn't eaten all day and it was three four o'clock and we had kind of a long drive home and so we both are try to stay away from fast food, but it was just one of those days. It was just, you know, something I've never fast. Seen, I've never seen Bill just shy away from fast food. Fast maybe food. Um, you know, it's not the healthiest, but we just were in that mood. So we pull in and it's, ah, I just run inside. So we ran inside and I'm looking at the menu. And of course I'm just, Oh, I guess I'll get a value meal. You know, you got to get the fries and the, and the drink with it. So we got a little drive ahead of us. I want to stay awake. All right. So let me let's just sort of set this up. You're splurging. You're one getting fast food. It's so sad. I'm so I'm being so two, fake right now because I'm not splurging on fast food. I two, eat plenty of fast you're, food. You're getting the value meal, and to you, that's like a, that's enough. That's enough for me. So I, I get some burger, some chicken sandwich. In fact, the spicy chicken sandwich is probably the way to go, Wendy. So I think I got the spicy chicken and uh, French fries and drink, and then Bill steps up there, and he just starts rattling off. Well, I'll take two junior cheeseburgers. I'll take one chicken sandwich. It just goes on and on and on. I ended up being like six to eight sandwiches. Maybe you remember, but I mean, I am I not embellishing. It was between six and eight sandwiches. And I looked at him and I said, what are you just taking some home for later? Like maybe you want to eat late night, want a snack or something? He goes, oh no, I'm going to eat them all right now. <laughs> and I just look at him like, no way. Like at that point, I thought it was like a challenge. And, uh, he sure enough, man. He was driving too. Drove, just took them one by one, finished up, just gave it, a, gave it a drink of coke, and said, "Ah, that, that was good. That was yeah, delicious. it was nice. Yeah. All right, so but you eat like you eat like a big meal once a day. You don't. Yeah. A lot of times you tell me like you don't even eat much for dinner or breakfast. I won't even. Yeah, I'll eat dinner, but I don't eat breakfast. Yeah, I'm a breakfast. breakfast. I got to have breakfast, but maybe maybe we'll do a whole segment on eating habits. I'm sure people want to hear. If you get on off Bill's the record Facebook, lawyer talk yeah, about you get on Bill's Facebook page, you can see some of the family dinners they have. It is incredible the spread you guys put together. I've seen over the holidays what you guys were doing down there with seafood and meat. I mean, it was it's yeah, amazing. it's my favorite time of the year. It's crazy. Yeah. A lot of work in it, but it's worth it. Well, it's family time too, isn't it? I mean, I suppose that preparing the food, you're not just alone in the kitchen doing it. I no, we're all working uh, together. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Ah, oh, family. Anyway, we. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're, we're sideways, way sideways. You went to Youngstown State College, you and Jim Tressel hanging out, doing a thing, playing football, watching football. Uh, you graduated in 2000. Yep. Um, how, when did you, did you go right to law school? Yeah. So I came down here in 2000, Capital. You went to the Capital University mm -hmm. Law and Graduate Center. That's what's interesting about Capital University Law School. That's not what it is. It's the Law and Graduate Center. At least it was when it's I was It's always got to be something in Ohio, the Ohio State University. Yeah. 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 And Capital. Purple Raiders, Purple Raiders. That's so a way better. We got than two Purple beat. Raiders. I think we're. Yeah, I think it is the Purple Raiders. Uh, and you went to law school. Did you go night or daytime? Day. You were full time day. Cranking full time day. Three years. How did you do? Jeff and I have shared our meager. I won't even tell you what we shared. How did you feel about the LSAT, the test that you had to take to to even get admitted into law school? I don't know. I didn't. I was surprised that was a test when I took it. So it was easy for you. It wasn't easy, but I was surprised the questions. Do you remember the percentile? Your, your was score? I mean, we're, it was one fifty four, I think. So it's, I think at the time, like one fifty one was average. I forgot about the scale. So I think I was like about three points above average. It wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't. It was. I might have been the first year that they changed it to that. It wasn't always a 150. It used to be something else. I think I was around a 150, I think. Or maybe, yeah, 154 is a good score. Yeah, I think it was I about think. 150. I think I was like three points above average. It wasn't, you know, it was above average, but barely. Wasn't it like the scale between 120 and 180? 
I think yes. that's what it is now. Yeah, it was. because yeah. you need like 170 to 180 to get in like Columbia and yeah, Harvard. Yeah, to get in the good ones. Yeah. I applied to Harvard and they rejected me. But <laughs> now, did you just tell them you're from Youngstown? <laughs> I'm from Youngstown <laughs> and I know Tressel. Yeah, and I have a 154 on my LSAT. Why wouldn't you take me? And I can make peppers. <laughs> Trust me. So no, I came down to Capitol. I was happy with the experience there. Did you like it? What was your, what'd you think? I mean, the first year of law school, we didn't really cover this with the rest of us, but I mean, you're just sort of thrown into this mess of... Uh, it's like learning a new language and yeah. you don't know it. Well, I was a criminal justice major at YSU. And then, so when I came down here and we had criminal law, I said, how hard could this be? I'm just this, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got it. And you then the first this. test, I think I got a C and I was like, holy shit. You know? <laughs> so I was an honor student at YSU. Oh, you so got, you were honors at YSU? You were I made guy. the honor, I think, 12 out of 14 quarters back then. Yeah. So I, I did pretty well. Um, but yeah, law school took a turn. I was like, what, what's going on here? Yeah, it's a different world. And, and yeah. by the way, law school, I, I don't know if everybody understands this. In, in this, in a lot of ways, this is why it worked for me. You get one grade. Yeah. In most classes. Yes. And it's the exam grade. Yes. In December. At the end. Yeah. yeah. Or in, in the spring at the end of the second semester of that yeah. year. And so you really have the opportunity, if you're so inclined to do nothing yeah. all year long. Yeah. I mean, you can do nothing, grab, and then cram it all in if you're capable of doing that. Did you guys have to write the exams? Yeah, Did we you have the opportunity books. to use computers. Yeah, blue books. Computers are around in my time. Yeah, we know computers. Because yeah. I remember one time I showed up and the exam was going to start in 10 minutes and I forgot my charger to my computer. And you're absolutely correct. It's the one grade. Yeah, you got one chance. I literally, I had people flicking me off on the interstate trying to fly home to get my, because I'm like, there's no way this thing's going to hold a battery. And I had done all my practices yeah. on, you know, like the computer, which is weird because I wrote for the, actual exam the bar exam so what the professors probably should have told me is you guys should write because you're probably gonna have to write when it comes to your home state exam yeah um, but you can use your computer now on the bar exam but for some reason i transitioned to writing i don't know it worked for yeah me. we no we, we had we had blue book right is that what yeah i was a blue book guy in my era for sure we didn't i mean we, we were scratching the surface of people had laptops but they were they were big and cumbersome and they, they weren't they weren't quite what they are today and the paper chase if you want to know we talked about it last time that is the law school. It really is. Tells you exactly what the experience it, is. It's very, it, and I think that's, maybe it's changing a little bit in modern times, but it's still a good, I watched that. It was on cable, I don't know, a couple months ago and I watched it. Learned hand. Um, so you did well in law school. I did okay. I was above that. I mean, I was above 50 percentile, but you know, th there was a time that after the first year I decided I met some other guys there and, um, I kind of said, forget grades. We just want to open up our own, own law firm. So I kind of just didn't. I kind of just didn't, you know, care too much. I didn't slack, but you I had, didn't care you, as much. I didn't put as much pressure on myself. You had a plan. I had a You're plan. like, you know what? I don't need to go get the big time law firm right. super job. I'm just going to go out on my own. Now we didn't talk about this either. It's an interesting notion. You get to your third year, and it's it's like crunch time again, where you've got to decide what am I going to do with this with this degree that I'm going to get yep. and how do I, how do I make it work? Because nobody's taught you any business savvy in law school. Nobody's right. taught you how to go get clients or, or, or go to court. I, I mean, if I weren't working for Meeks and Shemansky at the time, I wouldn't even know where the courthouse was. I would have been totally lost. Yeah. And so figuring out what to do. And I think a lot of people decide that what they want really is the big firm law experience. And I couldn't imagine anything worse at the, in those days. 
Um, maybe because just I'm not capable of it, but I, you probably came to that same conclusion where it's like, screw it. I'm, I can't, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. That's what we, that's what we decided. And that's, that, I, I think that was the best choice too. And, um, obviously we were continuing on passing the bar, which is another story, but everyone knows the bar exam. Who's the lawyer out there? And, uh, it was, it was interesting to say the least. Grueling. Now, did you, you took the bar. Were you a, a part-time or a one-time or a two-time? One-timer. You passed it. But I was nervous after the first day because, we had a question and then you know how everyone gets oh, together after talking. that oh, and everyone starts worst. talking. I'm like, man, I said, yeah. that property question was easy. And everyone looks at me like, dude, there's no property question. That was a contracts <laughs> yeah, question. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, are you shitting me? And I started getting nervous. <laughs> so well, I, I, I bombed that, that section. So again, but. it's like, here we are. This is lawyer talk. We're supposed to be talking about stuff everybody cares about. But if anybody's interested in the bar exam, at least in my day, it was three days. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or two and a half days. And you, it, it, it's this, it's this, awful experience in this open room, this auditorium. And ours is over at the vets. They tore that down. That's what my, I was the last one at the vets, I think. And in Columbus, it was the veterans auditorium or whatever it was across from uh, Memorial warehouses. Uh, Now COSI, but you would show up and there's these dudes. I mean, people are puking. People are pacing. People are breathing heavy and making noises and checking watches and, I had guys wearing earphones. I had guys, I mean, it, it is, it is lunacy. And, and what you do it, right after law school, you think, all right, I've graduated. Now what? Freaking bar exam. That's what. Yeah. So you, <laughs> somewhere you've just decided yeah. that I've either got to take a prep course. I got to do something. And that's all your life is 24 seven until it's done. I remember graduation from law school was not, it wasn't special to me. Like my parents were so proud of me and hugging me and saying, I'm so proud of you. And I was just like, dude, this ain't enough. <laughs> I mean, I got to pass that exam. That's when I, you know, actually pat myself on the back to say I'm a lawyer now. And the nerves kill you. That's what kills you. I, we had at the vet memorial, we had, I don't know, six foot long table. So one person would be on one corner and then the opposite, there'd be another person when I took it. Like two to a table. When I was like, yeah, like, oh, maybe it was way. even smaller. No, it was the same way for me. Um, first day before it even began, there's a girl, caddy corner to me at my table. She passed right out, fell right on the floor. Oh man. So I had that whole table to myself for two and a half days. So that's kind of nice. Awesome. And, and here's what, if people don't, it's like that crap goes on. Oh yeah. Every state across the country in yeah. the bar exam. There, ours was, I don't know what it is now. We had an MBE multi-state bar exam, which is multiple guessers and they are multiple guessers. I mean, you get it down to two, you take your best guess and that's, yeah. that's what it is. And then you had a whole day of writing essays. And then we went back and I think had another, another MBE. We had another, another half the MBE, the day three or yeah, something like you that. Yeah, you have a half day the last day. And before that, we had to take this MPRE model professional ethic. responsibility exam. Yeah, yeah. So, and some ethics test. That was separate. But I took that twice. You were you had two times. I had to take, you had to take part two. Yeah. That's what we say. Uh-huh. So yeah. that shows you about your ethics. I know. I know. <laughs> um, all right. So you passed the bar exam and you guys, what was your plan? What were you going to do? We, uh, well, so we passed and then we had to wait about three months to get the results. But actually, that's when I probably met you, um, another guy and myself, and we're going to start this law firm up. And graciously enough, you and Eric <laughs> met with us and gave us some advice. I remember that. With Sam Shemansky. And I was working at the PD's office then, the public defender's office as an intern. So was long it good story advice? short, huh? Okay, it was, it good was good advice. advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I so, tell you? Keep your expenses low. Yeah. Keep expenses low and you don't need marble. You guys went and yeah. broke all those rules too. We kind of broke all the yeah. rules. My yeah. one partner is like that. You got um, the fancy stuff. We tried to offer you a free table yeah. at one point. 
Yeah. And they're like, I, I could see, it, I could see the look in his eyes, and he was just like, yeah, it's not. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah not, it was kind of different back up. then, but and he it's was like, we're getting an elephant f- tusk. Yeah, we're getting a flat screen. And that was before the days of flat screens, right? And yeah. I was just like, I don't have a fucking flat screen. What do you need one for? I'm but it was nice. It was hard though. But you know, that's when I met Steve, and actually. That's why I say we know each other that long, but I think like back in 2005, I was only at the firm for a couple of years and I did whatever, but um, I had a big case come in and I think it was like my first year of practicing law and it was a big case up in Delaware. It was a marijuana grow operation and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I remember yeah. I called you and well, you knew about the Steve weed. and I worked the, worked, yeah, we were, yeah, I knew about the drugs, but <laughs> Steve and I worked the case and uh, it was fun and I, I learned a lot doing that. So yeah, I remember that experience. Mm-hmm. Right? I met with the prosecutors, met with the judge. Uh, we sort of got hosed. Met with end, DEA but, and yeah, ATF gonna, and all that crap. But figured out the case and did a bunch of stuff. But uh, and then you got out of it after a while. Yeah, I got out of it. and I was teaching a paralegal program for a while, um, probably about six years, and I went and I did my own thing. I was cooking at a restaurant and stuff, and. Uh, you know, I don't I was, think that's all that uncommon. I mean, you get into criminal defense oh, it's just, if you yeah. let it. Now, I was lucky again. I had the right mentors. And I, and I hope, Jeff, you did too, me and Eric. Right. Um, if you let this get under your skin or, or if you let it get to you, then you are doomed. Well, let's call it what it is too. It, it gets to everybody. It gets to everybody. But you I had to learn. manage it. You know, my yeah. dad told me this. I, and I had been working for Meeks and Chemansky, watched them win and lose cases and watch them deal with, with get bad hands and, and you know, just awful experiences and, and thing. Here's the point. Most of the time we're swimming upstream here. You know, we're doing a hard job. Um, and we're just trying to get the best outcome or solution to the problem that we can. And this is sort of what came up. This is how I, how I've stumbled upon this theory about helping people solve their problems because I was all distraught one time. My dad came in the office. He's like, what's going on? And I think this was a freaking driving a DUS, driving right. a suspension case yeah. or something. And I was something like, ridiculous. God, I, damn, I got to go to court. And I got this case and I don't, I don't have anything to do with it. And, you know, and, and my dad's like, well, you don't expect to win every case, do you? I thought, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess I did. <laughs> and he goes, well, how are you going to win this? I said, yeah, I, I, and that was my problem. And then I had to realign my thinking, which is, what is a win? You have to change your definition of Definitely. that to meet what is reasonable and, and rational. Because if you don't, you're going to end up sidelined. I mean, there, you just can't. If you're pinning your success on winning every case in a criminal defense practice, you're screwed. You can't do it. We have to find a way to win in a different light. It has to. We have to redefine that mm-hmm. and, and, and still feel good about the outcome and the result. Um, and there's, there's a way to do that. Well, and there'll be more of this kind of discussion, but so you got out of it and, uh, they sucked you right back in, sucked me in and I was itching to get back in. So what was it? Probably about 15 months ago. I had to take all these CLEs for, um, continuing legal education. So we had to go to class as lawyers every two years, you got to get 24, 25 hours of, of, of legal education. And, you know, we actually, we speak a lot of those. I mean, we, we do. We teach people. We do stuff. And I try to make them entertaining and at least informative and fun. But a lot of that is like watching paint dry. Oh, it's terrible. And I was out of the game for so long that I had to do, I think it was 99 hours. Oh, might have been 99 or 101. I ended up doing, I don't know how many I did. Because I have like seven hours carryover now. Still. You should so I did so much. Yeah. So I did about 100 hours in about roughly three months, maybe a little less. This is, that is nothing short of remarkable. 
it was crazy. Of community service, or of, uh, I said it is like community service. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's of, probably of, worse. Of, uh, CLE. Uh, and then you started working here. Yeah, I came in. I wanted to talk to you about some stuff, and you know, obviously, you you want to be here, and I'm glad to be here. And like you said, the stress of the job is uh, stressful, but you know how to manage it. And with you two, and I think with our law firm, we manage it very well by we work hard and kind of play hard or have fun, and that's how we get through the day with it, with everything. Well, I'm a believer in this. I mean, we all we all have to burn a midnight oil occasionally, but I'm a firm believer in not making this your life 100% of the time because it would be easy to stay here till midnight every night. And Absolutely. Get hmm. And I did my time doing that early on. And I, I think we time. had that discussion at one point too. It's like my, my family's more important to me. My kids are more important to me. I'm not going to be that guy. I'll work as hard as I can when I'm here. Right. You know what I mean? I just can't be that. I'm not married to this job. And we have to find, there's got to be a balance where, you know, there, again, there's times when you just don't have a choice. You got to be here late and you got to get yeah, briefs done. You got to get stuff definitely. out. You're in trial mode. But then, the hardest thing is when you don't have to be here, there's still work here that's waiting on you. You have to learn to be able to take those weekends yeah. off. You have to learn yeah. to do it. And yeah. and that's the hard part. And I started this habit early on of getting here on Saturdays and then coming yeah. in on Sundays. And then it was it was supposed to be just for an hour. And then it was two, then three. Well, now we're carrying these mini, mini computers that an hour are sitting right next to every one of our microphones. Yeah, the cell phone. We are constantly connected. You know, just emails, yeah. calls, which is and a good a, news. And we have we have a twenty four hour service here. Yeah, there you go. That's a good news for what we do. I mean, you can't imagine if you're a criminal defense attorney, people a lot of times need help after hours, and we try to make ourselves available. If you call our office, and, and well, I mean, it's six one four two two four six one four two. Everybody's heard me say that if they listen to the Blitz nine nine seven. But if you call our office, you're going to get one of us on a telephone uh, in short order. If you're yep. standing in front of a, a breath machine or you got cops yep. at your door or something. So that happens. But that's not necessarily – that's not like working full time. That's just being on call all the time. But uh, – so now I guess to wrap well, it we up. Well, we got to we got to get your story in there because well, remember your first week here, you had an interesting situation happen. What was that? That was the driving under – or not driving under suspension. The, the person you knew that ended up the cops knocking on your door. Oh, yeah. That was interesting. This is about the first week. Yes. Oh, I, get, yeah, I start okay, here. I, I start run. here and, uh, you know, I get my I get my cards and, you know, Gaston Palmer, business cards. My name's on there. So I start passing them out and I go to a couple bars and restaurants and what have you and start, you know, socializing, passing them out, networking. And I knew um, this one girl. And um, I don't know, sometime in, I think, mid-December, mid I remember it was a Sunday night. It's about maybe 2 in the morning, and I get a phone call from the police department. You've and been working here a couple weeks. And they're like, were you just involved in an accident? And I'm like, no. And they're like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, sleeping. So now I'm wide awake. Now I'm sitting there thinking, well, what the hell is going on? Next thing I know, someone's knocking on my door. It's a Westerville police officer. Hey, are you Bill Fournia? Hey, yeah. You're in your skivvies. Just I, I, I think I had a pair of shorts on. I opened the door. It's freezing. I tell him to come in. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, well, seems that uh, someone was in an accident, a hit and run, and someone left your business card on the other driver's car that was on the side of the road smashed up. <laughs> so they thought I hit the car and just put my business card on the windshield. <laughs> 
And I was thinking, <laughs> what is going on here? You know. Oh, so somebody great. you presumably passed your card out to said, "I'll, I'll I got." Uh, yeah, uh, so they just put my name on it. So uh, it's long like the Chappelle short, thing. Just sprinkle some crackling and get out of here. <laughs> I got a call a couple hours later from the person and. They're like, hey, you know, I left your left your business card on this car. I just smashed up. I said, yeah, I know. Cops have been in my house. Yeah. It's three in the morning, you know. So it was kind of a funny story. And um, that is a typical. I mean, I, I hate to say typical, but that kind of garbage happens all we of had a, this We industry. had an ex-lawyer that they said, how'd you get referred? And he said, jail cell wall. Jail <laughs> cell wall. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> etched his number into the jail cell wall. Right. That's when you know you've made it as a criminal defense. Yeah. When your name is on a jail cell wall, call this guy. He's good. Yeah. Right. Well, and, you know, there's a... There's still a lesson to be to be had in there, and that's just there's always something in this business that will throw you for a loop, no matter how long you've done it, and yeah. it's always interesting. I mean, here you are one weekend, and your card ends up at a hit skip accident, and you got cops at your door. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, like you said, everything's interesting, so it's not even like work to me sometimes. You know, it's fun. That's the idea. That's the idea. So, podcasting. Here at Yavich and Palmer headquarters, 511 South High Street, Columbus, Ohio, 614-224-6142. Check us out online, ohiolegaldefense.com. Our emails are there and all our biographical information is there. And and we're going to be uh, coming at you with this podcast. We've got a lot Uh, of ideas. A lot of good stuff coming. Stick with us. Uh, Download it, whatever you have to do. So signing off here, lawyer talk, off the record, but on the air.